Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. Welcome to Channel 127. Thank you, Public Enemies, for being the best house band we could hope for on a Thursday night. Chris Houseltz, our executive producer, running this monster out of South Carolina. The mighty Thea Harper produces this show out of Brooklyn. We're so glad you're with us for the next three hours. Our number here at the Howard Stern Tower, high above Gotham, is 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. It's great to be back. Thank you all for your very nice notes and tweets and such all day. Um, I was gone for a few weeks. It's lovely being back with you. And my God, the the world's not slowing down. If you're uh, someone like me who celebrated the first day of school today, congratulations for your little ones. In the meantime, there's so much to get to tonight, and we have got uh, the right cast of characters. Professor Corey Brettschneider will be here shortly. Um, our good friend Julia Jeske of Decoding Fox News will be here as well to discuss, well, the week in politics and legalese. All night long, we want to hear from you guys. Hurricane Lee has quickly strengthened past Category 4 status, and they're now thinking it will likely turn northward before reaching the continental U.S., but... People aren't sure where. Chris, is it going to hit you or is it going to hit me? I don't know. It'll be somewhere on the East Coast, most likely. They're saying it could be Florida, could be Georgia, could be New York. Rain and flooding forced the rest of the I'll take all three. Than- I'll take all okay. three to win. Maybe we'll get lucky. In Greece, they had several feet of rain fall in a matter of hours. 800 people needed to be rescued. And COVID cases and hospitalizations in the U.S. are up 16% over last week. COVID positive tests in the United States doubled from July to August, which is sort of like Groundhog Day. If COVID rates go up, it means fully grown men are about to start comparing wearing masks to the Holocaust. Let's get to it. So um, it's a big day today. It's a big day for douchebags facing accountability. And I say that with the utmost respect for the two douchebags in question. Peter Navarro, let's begin with him, shall we? Die hard MAGA Trumper, Trump's trade advisor. He took a big role in Trump's White House and was a media spokesperson and later became one of the point men on The Big Lie. The guy who went on NPR and said that the president always tells the truth. You know, Peter Navarro, he lied about the election, lied about COVID, lied about Fauci, lied about Biden, lies really easily. And in fact, listen to this. This is an appearance of Peter Navarro on Stephanopoulos on ABC a couple of years ago, 2020. Listen to how he gets called out a lie and just breezes right through it and tells another lie. I, I literally admire this. Listen to how this man does it like it's breathing. 
Well, Joe Biden's got 40 years of sucking up to the Chinese, including eight years as vice president. We all know about the, the billion dollars that his son took from the Chinese. Uh, that's not a, that's just not factual, sir. That is not a fact. He did not take a billion dollars from the Chinese. Went into that hedge fund. But be that as it may, I do think this election is going to be a referendum in many ways on China. And here's what I will. This Joe Biden. Right by. It's a, it's a, I'm kind of impressed. That was beautiful. That was like jazz. <laughs> you call me out of my lie. Be that as it may, here's another lie. It's called the gish gallop. We've discussed it. It's when you barrage your opponent with so much bullshit that by the time they've corrected lie number seven, you've told lie number 14. And it helps sometimes. And it sways weak people. And it's the kind of bravado that would lead a guy like Peter Navarro to blow off a subpoena from Congress. And today... Peter Navarro has been convicted of contempt of Congress for not complying with the subpoena from the House Select Committee last year investigating the January 6th terror attack on the U.S. Capitol. It was a really interesting case. John Crabb Jr. is the federal prosecutor in D.C., and he told the jury the case against Peter Navarro, really simple. He was ordered to hand over documents and testify in a deposition, and he refused, which Peter Navarro has been bragging about. And this could land this guy behind jail, behind bars for up to two years, maybe $200,000 in fines. He's 74 years old. And um, Prosecutor Crabb said, this case is that important. We're a nation of laws and Mr. Navarro acted like he was above the law. The case is that simple. He just didn't show up for his testimony. Now, he pledged to appeal this based on executive privilege issues. That's been his argument all along. Navarro has said that he was only following Trump's orders when he refused to testify. Last week, however, the judge of the case, Amit uh, Mehta, ruled that Navarro had no evidence of ever talking to Donald Trump about the subpoena. And because of that, could not use executive privilege as a defense, not to mention Trump's not the president anymore. So as soon as his defense went out the window, it was rather sad and comical yesterday. Navarro's attorney, uh, Stan Woodward, he had to really stretch like he invented some new yoga poses in his closing arguments. He, he said that Navarro uh, had referred the House committee to Trump directly when he got the subpoena to see if he was protected under executive privilege. And the House never bothered up to do with it. They never called up Trump and said, hey, can this guy testify? If you told me I had to, I would. I... It was not a good argument. The verdict was read today. He was guilty. And his lawyers are asking for a mistrial. They're saying the protesters outside of the courthouse may have influenced the jurors because the jury got to have an outdoor break. Yeah, this is really what they're doing. Here's Peter Navarro speaking to the press after fa being found guilty of contempt of Congress earlier this afternoon. Sad day for America. Not because... Not um not because they were guilty verdicts, because I can't come out and have an honest, decent conversation with the people of America. People of America, I want you to understand that this is the problem we have right here. This kind of um, divide in our country uh, between the, the woke Marxist left and everybody else here. And this is nuts. So what, what I want to try to do here is have an interesting discussion about what just happened. That's what you all want to know. You want to know what just happened. So I'm going to give um, Mr. Raleigh uh, first crack at this. And uh, there's some issues that each of my attorneys here, Mr. Irving. Did you catch that? You hear what he just said? He said absolutely nothing. It was 44 minutes of this guy bullshitting because he's that confident he's never going to actually face accountability for his guilty verdicts. 
Tim Mullen, I mean, he said nothing. He, he did have the word Marxist and woke in the same sentence, which is not bad. Uh, Tim Mulvey was a spokesperson for the House January 6th committee. He said today, Navarro's defiance of the committee was brazen. Like the other witnesses who attempted to stonewall the committee, he thought he was above the law. He isn't. That's a good thing for the rule of law. He is the second former aide to Trump to be prosecuted for blowing off committee subpoena. Steve Bannon was convicted last year on two contempt counts. Um, so Navarro is the 11th Trump associate so far to be convicted or to plead guilty. As you guys know, last month in Georgia, 18 other Trump associates were indicted. More than 350 Trump supporters have been sentenced to prison for January 6th, totaling 700 years in sentences. And the judge scheduled Navarro's sentencing for January 12th, 2024. And folks, it's kind of scary. If they can go after Peter Navarro for stuff he actually did, people, they, they, they can do it to any of us. More importantly, there's another case that I want to talk about. Uh, we don't do a lot of Hollywood stories here. Don't do a lot of celebrity stories at all. This is a story that I had to talk about quite a bit a few years ago when I was working on the uh, show Page Six TV. And I got to say, the story back then was so disgusting, I kind of willed myself to not think about it for a few years. But a verdict was reached today in the rape retrial of uh, Danny Masterson, the actor and star of that 70s show. In October of 2022, his sexual assault trial began. But it was first reported that he was under investigation by the LAPD over sexual assault allegations by uh, journalist Tony Ortega, who writes a lot about Scientology. He's got a blog called The Underground Bunker. See, this case is remarkable for several reasons. He's not just a, a famous, wealthy Hollywood person. He's also a, a long-standing member of the Church of Scientology, which, I don't know if you've heard, has a lot of nice people in it. And they also protect their own, at least up to a point. When Mr. Ortega began finding details of the story, he reported that there was a woman who accused Danny Masterson of having sex with her without her consent while she was asleep. And then another woman came forward and said that Mr. Masterson had sexually assaulted her while she was passed out. So at the time, his rep said it's all a lie, and they said this, this, these dates, this occurs when he was in a six-year relationship with one of the alleged victims. This is an ex-girlfriend who's lying about him. So a third woman came forward. And it didn't get much traction. But then it became public that three of the victims were Scientologists themselves. And the Church of Scientology wound up becoming a real theme in this case. The judge did not want it to be. Judge Charlene Olmedo said on the first day, this is not going to become a trial on Scientology. But these women all claimed that the Church of Scientology, which they belonged to, had pressured them to not contact the authorities about their claims. It's an interesting story, and you may not have paid attention to the lurid details in the tabloids over the years, but in March of 2017, the LAPD confirmed they were investigating Danny Masterson for these sexual assaults. And then the victims started one by one to come forward and reveal their names. Chrissy Carnell Bixler blasted Netflix for continuing to work with Danny Masterson on his comedy The Ranch, which he starred in, and he was co-producing it with his uh, co-star from that 70s show, Ashton Kutcher. So these women accusers came forward, and they gave their names, and it got some reportage at the time, but then it kind of went away in 2017. But then Me Too happened in the fall of that year, 
and it all came back. And it's another example of how after B2, a lot of women who'd been brushed aside were suddenly given a second chance to tell their stories. And in December of 2017, one of his accusers said that a Netflix executive had told her he didn't believe the accusations against the actor. Yeah, a higher up at the company said that no one, is, no one here thinks that this is true. And the guy who said it, he was the director of global kids content, didn't realize the woman he was saying it to was someone who had accused Masterson of rape. He later got fired, and Netflix fired Danny Masterson from his show The Ranch that he produced the next day, December 5th of 2017. They knew for months, but after Me Too, they suddenly fired him. After Me Too became big in the fall of 2017, they took these women's stories seriously. Danny, at the time, said he was very disappointed in Netflix's decision and said they were all outrageous allegations. In January of 2018, his agency, UTA, which is also people who represent me, they, they dropped him as a client. And then in August of 2019, four different women sued Danny Masterson and the Church of Scientology. That made it interesting. And the DA got involved. And in June of 2020, Danny Masterson was charged with raping three women. He was arrested and then released. And in May of 2021, just to give you a sense of where this guy's at, he posted a, a selfie of himself with his wife, Bijou Phillips, the actress. They've been married for uh, 10 years, 12 years, since 2011. Um, it was an Instagram post of him and his wife, and it just said, had the most beautiful Uber driver drop me off at school today. He was at the courthouse and talking about how beautiful his Uber driver was. So his accusers all took the stand and delivered devastating testimony. And they all had a similar story. A very disturbing story. I don't want to say all their names, even though they've come forward about it. Um, they, in very graphic detail, they talked about these alleged violent assaults. All of them took place at his home in Hollywood Hills. So there was a mistrial declared because the jury was deadlocked. And the prosecution said, we will retry this case. And they did. And that happened last spring. But this time, they really honed on the fact that he's accused of drugging the women before assaulting them. In the first trial, the judge would not allow the term drugging to be said. And they mentioned Scientology a lot more the second time because a judge said that further evidence related to the church could be heard at the retrial. He's one of the most famous members in this church, and all three of the women accusing him were ex-Scientologists. Now, I apologize, but I'm quoting from Variety, speaking to one of the Jane Doe's, uh, of one of the Jane Doe's, the deputy DA said that she was drugged and sodomized while unconscious. And the DA said that Masterson anally raped multiple women who testified. They all had a similar story. They were drugged. They passed out. They were penetrated without consent in their sleep, anally. And he told them in the morning that it had happened. Now, the Church of Scientology denied having any policy that forbids their members from going to the police like the women have claimed. But they've all said they've been harassed by the church ever since they came forward. And again, by changing the strategy of the prosecution, it worked. In May, Danny Masterson was convicted of two of the three counts of rape. And today was the sentencing. And again, it's interesting to note that Danny Masterson never took the stand in his own defense. No witnesses were called. One of the victim's mom is still a Scientologist and cut her off. The victim said she texted me and told me to never contact her again. She had warned me ahead of time. She wanted to see Danny Masterson locked away for what he'd done to me, but not at the expense of her religion. These women all said they've had years of harassment and surveillance. And so today, Danny Masterson was sentenced 30 years to life in prison. Before he was sentenced, two of the women he was convicted of raping gave victim impact statements. 
and one of them said the world is better off with you in prison. The church had no comment on his sentencing today. And it's a moving story because the real heroes to me are all the women and men who have come forward to tell their stories of sexual abuse. The heroes are the people who, despite the shame and the judgment of the culture, come forward and share their deepest humiliation. And I include men in this because more men are raped. Every, more men report rape every year than women. If you count prison rape and prison rape is a part of this culture that we just decided is something that's allowed and it's a regular thing and we make jokes about it. But also all the young men who are altar boys, who as adults overcame the crippling shame and came forward. And then the women of Me Too, before and since, who've come forward and talked about the abuse they've suffered at the hands of men, have shifted the entire narrative in our culture from being a culture of victimhood to a culture of survivors. I mean, I, I, I'm still inspired by the Me Too movement. I, I got heroes here. And some people are saying, wait, 30 years, it's harsh. There's people saying, well, they, they, the rapes allegedly happened 20 years ago. Why, why are you sensing him for things that happened 20 years ago? Never mind the fact that he got a free pass 20 years living his life. While the women he raped were given their version of a life sentence 20 years ago. He has now had his freedom and life taken away from him without his consent. And um, I guess the best part is he's not going to be eligible for parole until he is 77 years old. At which time he will be known as that 70s rapist. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted, please contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline. It's 1-800-656-HOPE. 1-800-656-4673. If anyone you know has been sexually assaulted, 1-800-656-HOPE or go to online.rain, R-A-I-N-N, dot O-R-G. It's an amazing time to be alive when mediocre men who would abuse women or children are finally realizing that they can be replaced. We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. We're going to take a very quick break and we'll be right back with our good friend, Professor Corey Brechneider. This is Progress. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 
Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do. I'm starting to think that the White House really wants Joe Biden to get impeached. I, I, I think the whole Biden camp is kind of thrilled to hear all this talk about having an impeachment inquiry against him. It makes a lot of sense when you think about it. I mean, these poll numbers suck. It's not fair. He's struggling with it. Um, what would rally the troops behind him greater than watching Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates try to impeach this president? Seriously, I think it's hilarious. They want to impeach. I think it's wonderful that these Republicans all really want a black woman to be president. But like they're trying to tie funding our government to impeaching Joe Biden. Guys, let them let them. There's no evidence let them do it. It's just a fundraising tool for dumb Republicans. It helps their fundraising. It doesn't help their party. Let them try to impeach Biden. Let them nominate Trump. Let them keep hanging themselves. Beachside Bill is on the line from Orlando. Bill, am I right? Am I right? Should they just go ahead and let them hang themselves, try to impeach Biden and just rally people to get Biden to have passionate supporters he doesn't have now? Welcome back, John. And yes, I agree with you. Yes, they should. Yes, I think they they should impeach Biden right now, uh, and they should absolutely. Why not? Why, you know, they they it's retribution for you know for Trump's twice impeachment. That's all it is. That that they're just trying to correct their own history. I don't even think it's that. I I I don't even think it's that. They have nothing to offer non-millionaires as a party. Except umbrage. Yeah. That's it. They got yeah. nothing. If they had a good plan to help non-millionaires have a better life, they'd be talking about that. But they don't. So it's all Hunter Biden, Burisma. Biden took a billion dollars into China. Blah, blah, blah. Benghazi. That's all they got. They're vamping. They're tap dancing. Let them go broke doing it. I agree with you. If Hunter Biden broke the law, like you said a while back, if he broke the law, then lock his ass up. If he did, oh, serious, lock him but, up. You know. It's so but, it's but, so nice not being in a cult, isn't it? It's just it's so freeing. Yeah. Lock him up. But yeah, lock him up. But make sure you go after the Trump kids too. That's you know the, you know you have to the Jared and all them. That, you know oh, yeah. and the Chinese patents and all that oh, shit. Yeah, well, so, Chris know. James is going after two of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Is she oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know oh, that. Yeah, yeah, for the, for, oh, for the me, financial that, fraud in New York. Yeah, but I mean, but but Fredo and Shemp, not Ivanka, and no one's going after Jared yet. But <laughs> yeah, I yeah. have a feeling that Karma is doing a hell of a pre-workout stretch for Jared. What's on your mind, Bill? My my thing was up with this mom celebrity. You know, they they originated right here in Brevard County. You know, I live here on the coast here, and Tina Deskovich. She was uh, in 2016. I didn't vote for her, but she was uh, uh, my school board member. And I think they should be, instead of Moms for Liberty, they should be Moms for Libraries because they, they, these moms and their children need to go back to the library and learn history because those who deny history deny reality. You know, they're just, Amen. all these people, they, they deny fucking reality. And, you know, fucking reality yes. is hitting us in the face here. Our country's in peril. 
uh, Dick Durbin yeah. should be holding hearings on the Supreme Court right fucking now. I mean, right, he should have subpoenas out there and, and, and get them up there. Embarrass these fucking people because they're an embarrassment to themselves, right? I mean, well, you know. I mean, you know, they they in fairness, uh, they do sort of have uh, Trump and his minions on defense right now, and uh, you know, yeah. but again, it's not it's not Democrats doing it; it's grand juries of impaneled citizens that have Trump and his allies on the ropes right now. Uh, you know, I, which is great. I'm glad at least the judicial branch is fighting back, and the Democrats are doing the best they can. Um, but like you, I want to see the I want to see more fighting them. I, I mean, come on! Yeah. These polls are these polls are ridiculous. Let's get people fired up. You know, the funny story of the day, John. Though I, I was just reading, it. it was Chinese authorities arrested two construction workers named Zhang and Wang for busting a hole into the Great Wall of China because they were working construction and they wanted to make the route to work a little easier. So they busted a hole in this this how many thousand year old wall in China? I, if you read, and the names are Zhang and Wang. Not kidding. I'm reading it. Well, today's paper, so I'm just, I don't need to listen. <laughs> I don't. Uh, my name's Fugel Zhang. I don't got to make fun of anybody's name. But did these people really think they could bore a hole through the Great Wall to save time on their commute and the Chinese government wouldn't find out about it? Yeah. I want to see the fucking video. Where is it? I, I haven't wow. seen it yet. I just, I, yeah, you can see it. It, it, it. This happened over the weekend, I guess, or whatever the other day. But I'm just saying that, can you, where's the fucking video? I mean, China is all cameras, right? We're all cameras. You know, the Great Wall of China, you think there's a camera pointed at it. So I, I haven't seen one yet. Maybe someone I, can find one out there. I, but. I, I'm just astonished. Yeah, it takes, I mean, but, again, the, but, but in America, with that kind of stupidity, they could run on that and win. So who am I to say? They <laughs> yeah. should just move here and start campaigning in alabama tomorrow yeah it's just insane uh i don't know what's going on but and DeSantis, <laughs> where is he is he still in florida my my reluctant governor mr knock on fucking woods is he still in oh, florida or is he out is he out is he out there yet listen, i haven't listen can I've, i just can i say one thing about DeSantis, ron yeah. if you're listening it'll all be over soon It'll be over soon, Ron. <laughs> it's almost done. You're almost done. Your wife won't be able to make you do this anymore, and you can go back to persecuting migrants in your home. He won't even do that. He just did that to get to get political support. I mean, DeSantis now says he's going to pardon the Proud Boys. He, he will never pardon the Proud Boys. He is groveling to Trump supporters who hate him. He is gro- He's pandering. He's pa- he should adopt Eric. He's pandering so hard. <laughs> you should. He had his kids out there a couple of weeks ago in the rain and shit, you know, DeSantis, and they're little ones, and they really didn't want to fucking be there. I don't know if you saw the picture, but it was just really yeah. sad that how he treats children, you know, and look at the kids with the mask when he turned around and told them to take their mask down. You know, uh, you know sometimes, sometimes it's just so nice to be wrong about things, and I just love how wrong I was being so worried about this guy. I, I could not have understood how inept he was at simulating humans. It's just, it's beautiful watching this thing fall apart. And now we see... Of the entire field, Nikki Haley is the only one who's polling higher than Biden right now. So that's going to be hilarious because I know as voters learn more about her, you know, <laughs> they're not going to look. Well, yeah. uh, and MAGA, and MAGA yeah. will never let her be the nominee. Oh, no. Well, even vice president. You think she's going to be vice president and wants to try, you know. She was trying. Think- re- she was lobbying really hard to have Pence replaced with her on the ticket for 2020. And I'll be honest. I think it would have been really smart of Donald Trump to do that, but he didn't. 
And now people are calling her out for it. They're now using it against her. Is it, look, what we're going to see with this GOP field with Christie and Tim Scott, it's going to be 2012 again, people. Remember 2012? You had it was it was those, it was great. You had like just all these mutts. You had Herman Cain and Ron Paul and Michelle Bachman. And, and, and every week, a different one was leading in the polls. Rick Santorum. I mean, every week, a different Republican went to number one in the polls. So. Don't freak out that Nikki Haley is doing well because she smacked down Vivek at the first debate. But it's going to be a very different landscape a year from now. Well, hopefully she'll she'll remember her heritage because they they they're not going to accept her for her heritage. You know where she comes from, her first name, which is not she's Nikki. The child, not she's the child. Her, you know, no, she's the child of immigrants campaigning against immigration. Yeah, listen. Don't worry about her. I got to run, man, but it's good to hear your voice. Right. Our guest Thanks, is ready. Thank you, Bill. Professor Corey yep. Brettschneider, you know him and love him. Thank you. He teaches at the Poli Sci Department in Brown, but you know him from his amazing political analyses in the New York Times, Time Magazine, Politico. On this show, when we're lucky, you should get his book, The Oath and the Office, A Guide to the Constitution for Future Presidents at your favorite bookstore. Also check out uh, Professor Brett Schneider's Penguin Liberty Series books on free speech, impeachment, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg's Notable Cases. And what do you know? Impeachment has uh, become a buzzword again. Corey, it's great to have you back. Thanks, John, and uh, welcome back to you. Hope you had a, a good rest there. I did. I really, really did, and I really did rest. It, uh, it's great to have you. And again, it was crazy while I was gone. Normally, late August is a dead zone in politics, but uh, Donald Trump is keeping the courts filled and the GOP race is very, very thirsty. Um, I, I was just mentioning that Ron DeSantis promising that he's going to pardon some of the Proud Boys. Uh, I, yeah. I, he's 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 my God, he will he will never do that. This is the same man who pushed the anti-protest bill in 2021 in Florida. But Vivek Ramaswamy said the same thing, that the sentences were too harsh because well, Black Lives Matter would have gotten lighter sentences. Corey, I'd like to explain why this is bullshit, but I'm too emotional to do it well. Can you can you please in in because I don't have the temperament to do this like a civilized human. Can you call BS on this kind of false equivalence? Black Lives Matter, 26 million people around the globe protesting against murder and racism and police brutality and they should have gotten harsher sentences for people who burned police cars there as opposed to overthrowing the government. Please help me, professor. Yeah, I think that's the, you know, the the wild thing about our politics that that we're in a moment where of course insurrection and sedition and the things that the proud boys and the oath keepers have been prosecuted for uh are about the the most fundamental threat to our democracy since the civil war in in my opinion we're going to talk more I know later about the civil war uh, and and what was done in the aftermath to prevent another insurrection relevant to to this moment as well. But, you know, the frightening thing is, you know, you would think that there's a bipartisan understanding after January 6th. They're trying to overthrow the government, trying to end democracy by putting a strong man leader in power uh, is inimical to our politics and our way of life. And, you know, the hope was, I guess, the naive hope that Trump was die and his fascism and, and authoritarianist ambitions would die with him. But right. we've seen two contenders to, to, to take over. And, and that's, you know, when you start saying uh, that up is down, that, that Black Lives Matter is worse than or at least the same as the January 6th uh, uh, offenders, you know, we see what a dangerous moment this is 
for our democracy. The, the way that democracy is overthrown is not by, you know, uh, a war. It's, it's yeah. potentially overthrown by this kind of rhetoric seeping into the consciousness of um, most Americans. And, you know, unfortunately, we're about 40 percent right now. So it, it is a frightening moment. We're talking about people who, you know, aren't about just trespassers. We're talking about guys who beat the hell out of police officers and beat yep. them with with metal rods and sprayed them with pepper spray and and all in service of a lie. You know, yep. on the other hand, I, I want to ask you about this because I've heard a lot of people say, well, why are they being charged in a federal case when Black Lives Matter was only charged in state crimes? And I'm like, my God, my God, how stupid are you? There was one case in Utah where a police car got burned by someone who was at a Black Lives Matter protest who didn't care about the issue, was just looking to make trouble. And no one in Black Lives Matter protects anyone who's got any kind of vandalism. But at one point, federal prosecutors had to defend why they were bringing arson charges in a federal court because it's usually just a state crime. They're just trying to find any possible legal argument to let these guys off the hook, aren't they? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, let, let's let's do some of the common sense work here. Because I do think it's important to lay out what the principles are. The idea that Black Lives Matter is in any way equivalent to the insurrectionists, you know, is patently absurd, partly because what Black Lives Matter, just the idea of it, is an attempt to realize the meaning of the 14th Amendment. It's saying that under the law, black people are have the same rights and are are equal to others, that, that they are people. And it's, I think, evocative, too, of the pre-Civil War case, Dred Scott, that denied rights of any yes. kind to black people and attempt to rectify that. So to me, it's the most constitutional movement. And what do we have in the Oath Keepers and in the, the related movement of the Proud Boys? We have an attempt to try to put an authoritarian leader into place who's devoted to anything but equality yeah. under law, who's devoted to just the principle of uh, what I say goes. And, you know, let's let's also look at that fact that this movement that claimed it was supporting police officers uh, just is revealed to not support any principle if it cuts yes, against sir. what the leader wants. And so this is a deeply anti-constitutional movement, even though there's a, a claim within the Oath Keepers uh, to want to support the Constitution. And I think, you know, Black Lives Matter, that's about reversing Dred Scott, the most important constitutional yes. mission since the Civil War. You know, you mentioned uh, the, the Proud Boys. Denny Terrio was sentenced to 22. I'm sorry, Enrique Terrio. I confused him with the 70s disco star. Uh, Enrique <laughs> Terrio um, was sentenced to 22 years. This is a guy who, who wasn't there at the time, but he was the ringleader and he was cheering them on, writing in social media, do what must be done. And in a Proud Boys encrypted group chat later that day, someone said, what should we do next? And Tario said, do it again. And he later wrote, make no mistake, we did this. So they already had a confession from this guy. And yet we're hearing right. folks say that 22 years is way too harsh a sentence. I mean, part of it is the DeSantis and Ramaswamy and certainly Trump uh, success in trying to paper over the fact that there was an attempt to overthrow the government. Let's just remember, too. As bad as the riot was at the Capitol, and as much as hearing the screams of police officers should really jolt us from any complacency that this was in any way a protest as opposed to a violent insurrection, but it was done 
at the moment that the votes were being certified, that's the thing that I think makes this completely different than any just act of vandalism or act of violence. It was an attempt to overthrow the government. And of course, you know, the the one thing in all this that we never can lose sight of, and thankfully we're at a moment where it's not just, you know, people on the radio talking about it, something's being done about it. This was a conspiracy that involved uh, a whole network of people on the ground, you know, raiding the Capitol, but also at the very top, of course, in Donald Trump, who was trying to do anything he could using his various pawns in order to stop this uh, peaceful transition of power from happening. And, and you know, we're seeing the, the bottom end of it, the stormtroopers on the ground. And uh, I'm hoping eventually we're going to see uh, a successful prosecution of the person at the top. Yeah. And again, you know, it, it boggles the mind, Professor, because Ron DeSantis doesn't care about these people. He's not going to pardon the Proud Boys any more than Donald Trump cares about the Proud Boys and is going to pardon them. Trump had a chance to pardon plenty of people before he left the White House. They are using their Confederates as stooges, just as the plantation owners did almost 200 years ago. But what is the particular danger, Professor, of this all happening during a presidential campaign? It does take on a very, very different dynamic when there is a race for the White House in process. Yeah, I mean, I think that what we have is a referendum on the future of American democracy. And you have not just one candidate, but now three who are clearly saying that they don't believe in it anymore, that what they believe in. And, and if you listen to Ramaswamy's, you know, he, he don't, doesn't just imitate Trump. That would be bad enough. But he tries to go to the more extreme positions. So he wants to um, not just uh, get rid of the deep state, as, as he and Trump call it, but he wants to really abolish almost all of the federal government, including the Department of Education. Um, he wants complete control. He doesn't seem to respect the role of Congress. Uh, he's made absurd statements about, you know, what Pence could have done while he was in power. Yes. Uh, so, you know, that's my worry that, that you now have three people um, running for office and and just spouting really fundamentally un- undemocratic, anti-democratic, strongman rhetoric. And, you know, if we had a system that was somehow resilient to this, if we had a parliament, for instance, which would right. be flexible enough, I think, to handle rhetoric like this, um, that's one thing. But these people are vying for the office of president of the United States. And if any three of them get a- anywhere near it, the office is so powerful that um, they could use it to, to this time uh, create even more destruction than last time. And we saw how destructive the last time was. So this isn't a normal election. The last one wasn't. This is, you know, I, I would have thought it was unusual, but it's 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 becoming just a, a race to up the game and, and threats to democracy. And these three are the leading candidates. Corey, I want to ask you a little bit more about uh, Ron DeSantis and a different level of malfeasance. He's gotten a lot of heat for coming out and wanting the schools to teach that uh, slavery gave enslaved humans great job skills they could use later in their life when they drew up a resume and tried to work on a different plantation. But what hasn't gotten a lot of attention is his entire civic education curriculum. We've, we focused in on a couple right. things here and there. We get the most racist stuff that makes the, the, the national news. Oh, he wants to ban AP African-American studies. But he signed the civic education curriculum, House Bill 5 and Senate Bill 1108 and House Bill 233. And I, I was curious, why did you lean in on this? He, he Again, this is the pace for civics education in America. And he says that these bills he signed will collectively strengthen civics instruction and civics literacy education in kindergarten through post-secondary public schools. 
What do you think, Professor, having reviewed this a bit? I think that, uh, you know, this is an equal danger to the one that we've been talking about in the campaign, because it's an attempt to really do mass propaganda and to rewrite American history. Uh, One of the founding principles, it's the very first thing that's written into the First Amendment, is the idea that Congress can't establish an official religion. It also can't respect an establishment of religion. And what that means, it can't pass laws related to official religions. Uh, And the worry of the framers, which I think is extremely relevant now, was that an official religion would wind up banning and limiting others and propping itself over over others. Uh, And, you know, it's a worry about theocracy. Now, what DeSantis' curriculum teaches is that this is a Christian republic, that this was somehow, he rewrites history to get rid of the Establishment Clause and the very thing that the framers cared about when they really cared about religious freedom, which was a theocracy. Uh, And, you know, that to me is scary because he's got, you know, a few dubious, in my view, academics spouting this. They have now a standardized test that they're having people take that reinforces this. And they have a curriculum that they're paying teachers to take. And, you know, uh, if you have people who are not taught American history, they're vulnerable to this. And kids certainly haven't been taught anything. And they're going to believe what their teachers tell them. Uh, It's all for a purpose. And that, that is to really propagate, of course, not a true Christian view and not a true Judeo-Christian view in any way, but a, a one that's in the service of an ideology that sees a strong man being able to do whatever he or she wants. Now, that kind of rewriting of history through a certain kind of theocratic lens, that strikes me as beyond frightening. Yeah, and kind of pathetic as well. I mean, as awful as it was when DeSantis really made it known to history that he really doesn't want white children taught about what racism was. And that was really all that Stop Woke was about, was making sure that white kids never felt uncomfortable about things white racists did before they were born. But this is even more sinister. I think we need to have real civics education in this country. It's an incredibly important issue. Uh, we, we, I think people should be able to pass a civics test before voting. But... It doesn't seem like it's really about having a more informed populace. It seems like it's all about explaining how there's patriots and there's communists who fled here from other countries. And it's the kind of history that's designed to make you feel good about America rather than history. You know, what American democracy has been about is the telling of truths, if if you do it right, if you tell the true history, that this country, uh, especially on matters of race, on matters of immigration, has had a terrible stain on it. And the reason why we teach that is to try to rectify in the present the injustices that come from the past. And this idea that you somehow stick your head into the sand and not want to make people feel badly is all in the service of doing nothing when it comes to injustice. And instead, you know, this is the theme of, of supporting a kind of authoritarian fake understanding of America. And when you wrap it in the flag, you know, it's not Nazis... Uh, the Nazi flag, it's not seeing the praises of Hitler or anything that would be obvious. Uh, that would be easy to spot. It's, it's trying to use patriotism uh, as a way of ushering in an extremely dangerous, not just nationalism, but a, a brand of Christian nationalism that's exactly. particularly, particularly dangerous. Uh, with our remaining minutes, Professor, I, I want to ask you about this new movement afoot by several conservative law professors 
trying to bar Donald Trump from being on the ballots in states um, under the third section of the 14th Amendment. Uh, I'm dying to know what your take on it is, because I'm honestly a little bit uneasy about this. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm a huge fan of it. I think that, uh, you know, the Supreme Court has made up again and again things that are not in the Constitution and tried to strip out basic rights uh, like privacy that are not just in it, but fundamental to its meaning. Uh, But now we have some really conservative, originalist law professors just point blank reading the 14th Amendment after the Civil War. A decision was made in Section 3 to say that if you engage in insurrection, that you're ineligible to run for office. And they're saying in a very common sense way, if we really believe in the text of the Constitution, this was passed to stop insurrectionists who had participated not just in the Civil War, but other attempts to overthrow the government. Now, what did Trump do? He tried to overthrow the government. One question is, do you need a conviction in order to bar bar him running? And I think that the way I read it, uh, you don't need one particular court to convict. The question is, did he do it or not? And the fact that there are prosecutions, that there's enough preponderance of the evidence to bring these prosecutions suggests to me that, yeah, he did do it. And that's enough, I think, for a bar. How do you actually, you know, get this bar in place? The fact that these are conservative arguments might have a certain appeal to the Supreme Court, but I also think it's the role of Congress and the role of state legislatures and the role even, yes, of the Republican Party to say we're not going to let somebody who who incited and led an insurrection on the ballot and they can point to this constitutional text as the legal reason for doing it. So, you know, I'm I don't want to be naive. It's not like this just automatically is going to happen. But the fact that there is a movement, you know, surrounding couching itself in in this fundamental provision that everyone can go read for themselves, Section three of the 14th Amendment, um, look it up um, and said, you know, this is actually there. And Donald Trump has no right to run for president based on it. I'm I'm a little bit nervous for a couple of reasons. Number one, I really want to see Donald Trump lose the popular vote for a third time. I I think it's important for democracy and I think it's important for America that he loses and loses badly again. But also, Corey, I'm really, really against giving Donald Trump anything he can use as ammunition to claim he's being victimized. Yeah, um, I guess the way I see it, though, is that our Constitution in a couple of places, and this is one of them, basically says we have a democratic system. Anyone can run for office, except if you really are trying to overthrow the government, that's the exception. That's not democracy. Populism says, you know, anybody who's elected can do what they want. Democracy is about a set of principles. And if you've shown yourself to be so inimical to those principles that you've actually tried to overthrow the government, (laughs) I think, uh, you know, democracy has a right to defend itself. And I guess I'd add one other thing, which is, we fought a war over these amendments. And so that was the decision made, you know, not just by a majority, but by the enormous supermajority we need to pass an amendment. They decided that. And in yeah, the same way nope. that we have a right to free speech, that we also have a bar on insurrectionists running for office. I Listen, Professor, you are completely right on a moral level. I'm approaching this from a deeply cynical one. Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone, buy the oath in the office and follow the professor at Brett Schneider C. It's a pleasure to have you back, Corey. Thank you. Thanks, John. We will be right back with your calls. This is Progress. 
Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I'm John saying This is Progress. We're at 866-997-4748. This hour, we are joined by the great Juliet Jeske of Decoding Fox News. Let's go back to the phones, though, if we could, for just a second. Sean on Cali, we tried to get you before the break. Thank you for your patience. Welcome. Hey, brother, another great show. So there's a couple of things. After listening to Corey Brett Snyder, the real CBS, you know, at that very high-level university, it started to make me think that maybe we ought to take the highest-level, you know, high school kids and their education and put them somewhere to work with amongst themselves and take a lot of the backwards-ass crackers who actually have capacity and actually have intelligence but they didn't do what they needed to do in school and put them into these universities. I, I, I think I need, you to set, I need you to set this up a little better. Tell me what the plan is exactly. The plan is, is that how about all these kids that go through their high school education process and they don't do well, right? Mm. How mm-hmm. about we, we hand them off to the experts? Whereas, it's so funny to me because, uh, you know, these kids that are just like geniuses in high school, Mm -hmm. um, do we really need to say, let's go to the the big room with Corey Brett Snyder teaching you how to be smarter than you already are. I would rather have Corey Brett Snyder and some of these other Julian Zelizer, all these people... I would rather have them teaching the people that believe that we never landed on the moon and we never <laughs> did. You know, I would rather that happen. So I'm not sure how you make that happen, but I guarantee you it, it always starts with winning elections. But when I yeah. was listening to them, I'm like, yes, I would love for some of these kids who don't know anything about anything. And they're not bad kids. There's no bad kid. They have bad parents, maybe. They have bad upbringing. But they don't know anything from anything. And so, yes, if they were in, uh, you know, Corey Brett Snyder's class, they could actually understand how to figure stuff out. Because Corey Brett Snyder, these professors aren't trying to tell you, believe this and, and, and be a cult member. What they're trying to do is get you to think. Yeah. And, and to think in different and, to, in and to think in different ways to think in different ways they're right. not necessarily trying to get you to believe but they are trying to right. get you to think in different ways and to prove you understand what you are being taught whether you accept it in your heart or not absolutely and, and so maybe we have it a little bit backwards right because Ron de Satan has fucking degrees from every George W Bush has degrees from all these fancy places and they're 
fucking, you know, causing big time <laughs> problems in our country. Yeah. I would rather have some backwards ass cracker who knows nothing about nothing to go in and all of a sudden, boom, a light switch goes off hmm. because he was exposed to someone who is knowledgeable and, and can communicate in a way like Corey Brett Schneider and some of these other professors. Yeah. And, and they learn and, and they're all of a sudden, now I get it, right? We right. all can disagree, but we're not going to be like trying to kill each other and Obama grew up in Kenya, you know, kind of crazy shit. So, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Right on, man. From your lips, is a consummation devoutly to be wished. I'm all for educating Americans at this point. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's really good to hear from you, Thanks, Sean. Brother. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Be well. 866-997-4748. Let's move across the coast to Lewis in New York. Lewis, thanks for waiting. How you been? Uh, yes, good evening. Good evening. Uh, I think uh, I think we're missing them. Trying to uh, impeach Biden. Tell me. It's, it's going to be a, a two. It's going to be two pointed attack because okay. they know that if they get Biden, with the racism they had after Obama, yep. you ain't seen nothing yet. Sure. So the goal is to 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 make it easier for Biden to leave, easier to get. Uh, I mean, harder to get. It'll be harder to get Biden. But I think they right. might be able to to knock off. By the way, with all due respect to everyone who are progressive. I'm a progressive myself, but I don't want to be taken like uh, uh, like I'm not observing what's going on. Uh, no. The goal is to to knock off Harris, get a Republican right. president. Boom! The next thing you know, Trump is is pardoned. That's the goal. Well, then that might be that the goal, but but you, you know they're they're not going to be able to impeach Joe Biden. They're they're not going to be able to even have the impeachment vote, and I'll tell you why. There's so many Republicans in the House who are in districts that Biden won, that those representatives will not jump on the bandwagon unless some first piece of real evidence comes, because there's still, still been no evidence of, that Joe Biden broke any laws, took any payoffs, did anything untoward when he was vice president. But uh, unless they have something really, really big, I can tell you that there's a lot of Republicans who will not go along with this impeachment because they know it could cost them their jobs next election day. Here's the point. This time, they are not that far behind from catching, getting power again. And this mm-hmm. time, the better package, because they have this guy with the Wayne Newton uh, forehead and the haircut. Uh, yes. Raj one, whatever his name Matt is. Gates. Like Matt Gates. Matt Gates? like Wayne Newton with, with an extra tan. Then you I'm have this sure other one, Broomhilda from, uh, okay. from uh, Wicked. All right? Okay. Then you have Tim Scott, the top dancer. See, they got some extra uh, uh, ignorant <laughs> minorities behind them. And the Cubans, they're hopeless, they're pointless, they're helpless. Look what, look how many years Julio you're going to get for Trump, uh, for kissing Trump's stinking ass. Oh, Julio, no. good luck to you, amigo. <laughs> no, Vista, whatever you say in Spanish. Because Hasta la Vista, these, yeah. These people, they don't care about, they don't care about democracy. And I'm too, I'm, I'm not very, very old, but I cannot wear a uniform again to go back and other guys who are progressive I know, but truly love America I, I, and do what again, we did already. Again, I, I got to tell you, but again, they, they, they won't impeach him. You know, you might remember that when Bill Clinton was impeached in 1999, 
the backlash against the Republicans was so severe, I think Bill Clinton could have run for a third term and been elected in 2000. It helped his career so much, and it made people like him a lot more than maybe they should have. But these House Republicans are making these demands, and the main reason they're doing it is they're, they're, they're blackmailing Kevin McCarthy. He's their hostage. You know, he's trying to get a continuing resolution to keep the government open, and they're demanding, no, we'll shut down the government unless we get this impeachment. But they have no evidence. So yeah, it's just when, a fundraising when, tool. When, just These Matt Gaetzes are using this to raise money. It helps them, but it hurts their party. Lewis. Yeah, but when, when, when Clinton was president, we didn't have all those hee-haw and yahoos. As we had them. They just we didn't, have, become, they didn't uh, have Fox we News. We become dumb down on steroids. <laughs> America has become so dumb. Like, how the fuck we get to the moon? We got I know. spaceship going through the universe. And we got this jackass... People shouldn't even be teaching kids in the garden or let alone hold their hands to cross the highway. I mean, this I know. The one good thing about the Cold War was there was a sense that people the were on the same you, side. But you know what? It's time that we start to fight back against these, these yahoos because uh, I'm looking at this dude, man. He, his parents has been here for 40 years. He was born two years later. I'm talking about Bagnishwashwan with the wing. wing <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek yeah. Ramaswamy. Okay. Come on. You can say his name. Well, uh, uh, yeah, but... Uh, I'm not afraid to, to give him a nickname. You know why? That's how Republicans all the time get do to us. Yeah, I'm I'm too white to give I'm too white to give him a nickname. I'm too white to give I'm too white to give that guy a nickname, but I I, I get it. Look at this guy's forehead. Do you see Wayne Newton with extra tan? You are right? too funny you got tonight, man. Lady from Wicked. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I got to run, Lewis. Have a great evening. Thank you very much. I'll send you some Vivek campaign literature. 866-997. Do I have time for one more? One more before the break? Rachel in L.A. What? Rachel in L.A. is on the line. Rachel, are you there? Welcome back. <laughs> yes. Hi, and happy birthday, Hello. and welcome back to you. Thank you. Can you hear me? Good to be back. Yes, I can. It's great to be back. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so, so many things are going Okay, this is just one little thing. Did you hear a few a little while ago? Did you hear that bad word that they gave for the for the moms for liberty? Did you hear that? The bad Nazi, word. The TW. Uh huh. Oh no, I've never heard that one. There, there's another Isn't term that we can't funny? use. Like, I, thought yeah. I know we can't use it, but it's pretty funny. Like another it's pretty t- fitting. A lot of lot of funny terms I can't use tonight as a yeah. a white heterosexual <laughs> male. Yes, and this thing, you, we were talking about the trial, like last night you have that wonderful lady, or you guys were talking about the trial, you know, uh, with the with Rico, yes. with the stupid lawyers getting up and going, well, he doesn't even know it, and he doesn't, like, they don't know that they're in the Rico, duh, that's Rico, they don't freaking know that, they're just playing dumb. You're right, you're right. You know, and, yeah. um, you know. They don't uh, know. Mercury is so retrograde, you know. Uh, oh, my God. Mercury is so retrograde. If you knew how many things are broken here at my home radio station, yes, I completely agree. I have been converted. And not just because I spent a month in L.A. Mercury is so damn retrograde. I need to reach my arm into retrograde and yank Mercury out. Yeah, there was funny things going on with Corey Brechtheimer. Did you hear that? All, uh, it all went all wacky when you guys were talking. Oh, so I think yeah. Mercury retrograde. Um, uh, I, I just have this one thing. Mercury retrograde is like, I have this thing that I want to talk about, but I can't say the whole thing. But, like... I've been really busy making stuff for Janelle Monae's tour that just started. Everyone should go see. She's a okay. you know she's a genius and everything. And yeah. she wore some of the stuff I made like she already. Oh, wow! But I made a bunch more, and I hope she wears it. But she doesn't really credit like she posted it last night. A whole bunch of pictures of of my oh. her wearing my flower boots. And no stuff. way. Can we go to yeah. your Instagram and see, can we go to your Instagram and see Janelle Monae wearing your stuff? Yeah, you can. 
How do um, we get to your Instagram? My Instagram. Thank you. It's Flower Girl TV. I am Rachel London. It is, and somebody already had that name on the Instagram, so I put it as Flower Girl TV. And right it's like the thing I can't talk about. She's wearing this cape, and mm-hmm. I kind of worked on the cape, and but I'm not supposed to talk about the cape. But uh, I made a whole bunch more too. Like I hope she freaking wears this other stuff that she she's been half naked for this, earlier this year. And now she's like covered in flowers, my flowers, but. <laughs> Anyway, so look I out. There's some more it. outfits I made. Huh? All right. I'll go check. I will check out Flower Girl TV on Instagram and see uh, the Thanks. goddess yeah. admiring and wearing your handiwork. Thank you so much, Rachel. We got to hit a break. We'll be right back with more of your calls and decoding Fox News's Juliet Jeske. This is Progress. This is Sirius XM Progress. Welcome to it. I'm John Fiegelsang. So good to have all y'all with us. So last night on the show, we were really pleased to have uh, Mr. Craig Newmark join us, the creator of Craigslist, as he's known to most people, but an incredible philanthropist who gives away hundreds of millions of dollars. And he's devoted so much funding to journalism and quality journalism. And of course, uh, when I think about the good work that's being done by the Craig Newmark School of Journalism at City University of New York, I think of our friend Juliet Jeske. Juliet was a comedian when I met her. She's a terrific performer, and she's sort of become what she calls an accidental journalist. She's been researching and documenting uh, all the Proud Boys, and that put her in league with a big network of journalists, totally changed her career trajectory, and now she operates decoding Fox News while Watching endless hours of crypto fascist content so you don't have to. Follow her at Julia Jeske and Decoding Fox News. This woman will be canonized as a saint for the suffering <laughs> she endures for all of our well-being. Juliet, it's great to have you back. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. So, I mean, how do you, for those who don't know, it's, we've had you on the show a few times and I, I've been your fan for years before you were doing this, but how do you describe what it is you do and how many hours of Fox do you generally take in per day? I take in at least three hours of Fox News on a some bad, if, if some big news event happened, I will sometimes catch all of primetime in addition to the five and Fox and Friends. So that'll be like six hours uh seven depending so uh yeah i normally just three but uh it's 15 hours on a normal boring week and it can be up to i've watched as many as 30 which that's that's brutal (laughs) yeah um you know it really seems like the the channel in the wake of the 750 million dollar settlement against dominion for their lies about the election uh it seems that they've been going through a bit of an identity crisis not so much in like the firing the tucker and promoting the stupidest man in broadcasting jesse waters who i want to talk about because i just i mean there's trees know he's dumb uh but also it seems like the network hasn't really decided where they're coming down on trump they need to keep on winning the ratings they need to suck up to donald trump's minions but we know from a lot of text messages that many people there can't stand the guy what's the general vibe you're getting about how fox news is trying to navigate these waters it's been very dodgy they were quite blatantly begging him to join the debate mostly on Fox and Friends, and they kept trying different angles, like, oh, but you'll be the you'll be the superstar. The focus will be on you. I mean, they were talking directly to him as if he was watching the show. Yeah. Um, and they tried more than one angle. They tried to plead to his vanity. They tried to, to you know, praise other candidates. 
um, they kept saying, oh, but if you're not part of the debate, you know, it's just it's going to you're going to lose out. You're going to lose out. And so they kept trying all these different angles, blatantly begging. And then when it was clear that Trump was not going to be on the debate, um, I definitely saw a shift and they started to talk about other candidates and praise other candidates. And they uh, I think they were mad, too, that he Trump did this ridiculously stupid interview with Tucker Carlson on Tucker Carlson's ridiculously stupid uh, show on yes. X, <laughs> a.k.a. Twitter, um, which I did do an analysis of that. And that was just one of the, and I, I one of the worst that. interviews I, I've ever seen. I, yeah. I do want to ask you about that. Yeah. And by the way, I still call it Twitter. Uh, I, believe yeah, I, call it Twitter. Dead, I believe in dead naming some people. Um, but but. <laughs> You know, it, what's amazing is that the whole world knows that Tucker Carlson despises Donald Trump, in his own words, mm -hmm. hates him with a passion. Donald Trump knows this as well. But to see these two men pretending to not hate each other purely out of craven self-interest for both mm -hmm. men was an unholy obscenity of an hour of entertainment. I, I, I couldn't make it through the entire thing. What, what was your take on it? I mean, it just looks like I they're both humiliating themselves in the presence of the other. It was really bad. Uh, when Hannity interviews Trump, he guides him. He gives him leading questions. He praises him throughout. It's also edited. Yeah. When Tucker Carlson interviewed Trump, he just let him go. So Trump's saying stuff like water pressure. He talked about water pressure for a ridiculous amount of time. He talked about um, the Panama Canal at length. Why? I have no idea. He just kept going on these weird tangents that didn't make any sense and then he talked about inflation once at the end. He talked about the border a little bit. But other than that, it was just like, I'm so persecuted. He talked about all the people, all the prosecutors coming at him and, and, and DAs and stuff like that. And then it was just, you know, you know, water pressure is so important. And I, I just sat back going, I can't even believe I'm watching this. This is yeah. way off the rails. Didn't make any sense. And but did, did I it give did you a, the vibe? But it, did, did it give you the vibe that Tucker, without network supervision, <laughs> without the structure of an EP that doesn't work under him? I mean, this is Tucker paying everybody to put this together. This yeah. is not Tucker. I mean, I mean, we don't know who it was that decided on the final edit of this. It seems like it's really messy. And Tucker Raw, without Fox News, doesn't really have the panache of a tight professional production. No, he really he benefited from that network, definitely, because they do have like a professional staff who, you know, for the most part, knows what they're doing. They've been in the, the business for decades now and they they don't mess around. And he rebelled against, you know, the, what came out in the Dominion legal briefs, the the defamation lawsuit that they ultimately settled for that huge amount, three quarters of a billion dollars, yeah. uh, was that he resented the corporate structure. He resented the woman who was in charge of PR. He openly disparaged her when he found out that they found out that they knew that he was trashing them. He didn't care. He doubled down. It, that's just blatant arrogance. He just thought he was bigger than the network. He didn't need the network anymore. So, well, we're finding out that yeah, he definitely needed that network. Fox News has always needed an existential boogeyman to remind the mm -hmm. folks at home who the enemy is. And for a long time, when the network first began, it was very simple. Liberals or Clintonites. <laughs> uh, then for a, several years, a good decade, it was Muslims. 
Mm-hmm. And it was a nonstop xenophobic parade of scapegoating of Muslims. Then, of course, uh, undocumented immigrants tested a lot better. And it was the all illegals all the time channel. Now, as you well know, it is the trans people are grooming your children to become trans people uh, channel nonstop. And I, I want to play a clip that, that you had shared of um, our friend Greg Gutfeld. I, I <laughs> used to do, I did his show many, many times when when he first began at that late night show. I, I, I did it over 10 times. I always He's got along with the guy, but I know what he is. This is a disgusting clip. This is where he's insinuating that a college-age transgender woman has to be a pedophile. Now, we know the overwhelming majority of pedophiles in every culture that's ever kept records are heterosexual-identified men. But Mm -hmm. give a listen to this, uh, this clip of Gutfeld on Fox. Interested. I want to know what a legal woman is. Because you know what? I know what a biological one is. That's okay. This is an amazing point. (laughs) That is not a biological woman. That's why they said it's a legal woman. The media calls this person a hero, a brave person, but a brave person are the ones that spoke out against this happening, knowing that people like MSNBC would paint them as the villain, potentially ruining their lives. Right. If yet here's here. Yasmin, was that the name of the person interviewing her? If you happily call this person a very brave woman, hire her as your nanny. Hire her as your babysitter. Make her your assistant. Go shopping with her. Undress in front of her. Put your money where your mouth is. Put your beliefs aligned with your results. I would love to see that documentary MSNBC. You go shopping with her. So aside from the fact that the guy's really punching down, it's it's really obvious the entire conservative movement has nothing to offer non-millionaires but umbrage, outrage, and boogeymen. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And they, they go after trans people every single day. Every it's day. Every Around day. the clock. That is the mm-hmm. current hot, unprotected minority, be they transgender children, be they transgender mm-hmm. soldiers who want to serve this freaking country, or or just in general. It's, it's you know, Muslims don't scare people as much as they used to. Uh, undocumented people were doing a pretty good job, the illegals, but the trans tested better. And so that's what it is. Nothing about how the Republican Party wants to help you with health care or student loans. It's just all about... Somewhere a transgender person is enjoying their liberty and freedom in this country, and it's got to stop. Yeah, and it's a relatively tiny, tiny group, but they still, the you know, right. Fox acts like they're destroying the country. And I'm like, it's this itty-bitty minority that's like, are you kidding? But you, you pointed out that you compare Fox to PBS every yes, week. Yes, I do. Why I do. is that? Why is that? Um, I wanted a control. I wanted a, a news source that wasn't, that was basically nonpartisan, that showed uh, other stories because I didn't want to just rip on Fox and right. I didn't want to compare Fox to another partisan media source. Okay. So I went with PBS because I knew I came up with that when I was in grad school. Cause I knew that PBS, because they get a uh, government, a tiny, tiny, tiny a t- sliver of government money. It's like 1% to 4% depending uh, most of its donations and foundations, but because they do get that type of support, they go out of their way to be nonpartisan. And so I I think it's one of the strengths of my project, because instead of it just being like Fox is crazy, Fox is evil, Fox is bad. I every week I come up with a list of stories that Fox ignored that PBS covered. And it's quite yes. lengthy. It's usually 25, 30 articles at, at minimum. 
stories. Some of them are very short. A lot of them are international, but some of them are very important, like the things that happen here in the United States that are quite important to your typical citizen. They might want to know about them, stuff with global warming, I should say climate change. So climate disasters uh, that Fox completely ignores, a lot of Trump's legal drama that Fox oh, yes. completely ignores, um, anything to do with abortion rights across the country, the battles that go on with abortion rights all over the country. Fox largely ignores them. PBS will include them. Uh, stories you, you that... Well, you you also pointed out something really important, Julia, that, that PBS covers uh, clergy childhood. Yeah, oh, yeah, abuse. that's well, since I started this, I started the, the project in February 2022. And there have been a number of cases of clergy molesting children across the religious spectrum. It doesn't yeah. Christian, non-Christian, the whole night, everything. You're and right. PBS has included a number of stories the whole time some of them are very short some of them are don't go into that much depth but like the southern baptist um catholic uh other christian groups uh i i know that there have been some that were non-christian i know there were can't remember it off the top of my head but i know there were so they've gone through this whole they'll they'll include all these stories and fox completely ignores them completely yeah, ignores them completely ignores them because Fox so is like, not there to entertain. Fox is there to entertain. Fox is there yeah. to keep your uncle racist and your aunt dead inside watching around the clock. And Fox News is not going to tell them facts that might displease them. It's like yeah. Ron DeSantis's version of history for white children. Nothing that could possibly upset you will ever enter your ears. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And they'd rather promote the idea that a, a drag queen who's just a performer who dresses up in a character is somehow a child predator, even though they don't probably don't even come in contact with a child and they're on exactly. stage at a nightlife venue in, you know, the East Village. And they'll say, oh, that person's a child predator. Meanwhile, the minister or the priest or, you know, the rabbi or, uh, you know, a religious leader of any other faith is the one who actually got busted molesting children You're right. or teacher I mean, or, you know, there's so many. And, and it's and like, yeah. And again, more 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 Republican politicians have been arrested in public restrooms than transgender yeah. women. Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't want people to feel like racists are being left out, though, from this. Because <laughs> I got to say, Fox News, it's not that they're racist, Juliet. It's that every year they keep finding new ways to do it that they think are subtle. I want to play this clip that you highlighted. This is New Jersey Congressman Jeff Andrew uh, echoing the racist conspiracy theory of uh, the Great Replacement, which is the belief that Democrats only want all these immigrants to come here and treat them like humans because they want Jews and brown people to replace what they call real Americans. This is dangerous. This is epidemic. This is exactly what fascists talk about. Here is uh, the clip of Jeff Vandrew. It's so obvious. Uh, literally, an elementary school child could understand. So why that. are they doing it? Why, why are they leaving the border open? I mean, you were a Democrat. Explain to those of us with common sense, how come, why are they allowing this to happen? It's purposeful, it's destructive, and it's corrupt. It is to change the social structure of the United States of America. It's literally self-destructive. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, that's why we need an impeachment inquiry. It's just another reason. You know, what I'm doing, you don't want to do the impeachment yet. At least do the impeachment inquiry, because in my committee, we would allow us to go forward and to have more powers for subpoena, to allow us to have more powers to investigate. 
So in other words, impeach Joe Biden for letting America become a little less white. That's what we just heard, right? Yeah. And the idea of the Great Replacement Theory, which was started by a virulent racist in France, uh, basically promotes the idea that certain types of people will be easier to control by government. And that's why they're letting these people in. And it, it's, it makes no sense because many undocumented immigrants never get the right to vote because they never become full citizens. Many. Yeah. It's a lot yes. of them. It takes years. It's a very difficult process. And then you've also you're also dealing with even if they all become citizens. Well, Cubans vote quite different than Mexicans. Quite uh, Venezuelans quote, would vote quite different than a Russian immigrant, you know, uh, or a Ukrainian immigrant or African, somebody from Africa. There's many countries like Ghana. I could just keep going through them. But there's uh, Nigeria, whatever. There's a lot of immigrants that come from different parts of the world. So the idea that they all would vote for Democrats and they'd all have the exact same political views is nonsense. (laughs) Absolute nonsense. But it's it's and again, it's just the scapegoating. It's designed to scare white people that no hope, no facts. You know, almost every time I, I, I talk to one of these one of these people that's raised on Fox News, I, I always ask them about where Barack Obama was born. It's just a litmus <laughs> test I do to save a lot of time. I, I like to see if someone values Donald Trump's racism and lies above objective fact. But here's the amazing thing, Juliet. This happened to me earlier today. I always ask them after they say, you know, he was born in Kenya or whatever. I, I say, you know, Donald Trump admitted on September 16th, 2016 admitted in a press conference that, yes, Obama really was born here. And Juliet, to a man, and it's all men, (laughs) none of them have ever known that fact because Mm -hmm. Fox News did not cover that press conference. Their leader finally admitted the lie that launched his political career, and none of them know he admitted the lie. Not one. Yeah. It's that's amazing. effective. That's that's a that that means Fox is really good at their job. The fact that someone like Donald Trump or George W. Bush, that these two morons could ascend the White House, it, it shows how brilliantly evil and evilly brilliant Rupert Murdoch has been. Yeah, I mean, they do. It is like an alternate universe. It's an alternate reality. I just posted something about uh, uh, Hurricane Katrina because Brian Kilmeade had said, oh, that was just the local government that screwed that up. And I was like, whoa, that's some revisionist history. And I had a few people come at me going, well, it was. And they just they would all say that on Twitter, they'd all say the exact same thing as if it was a script. And I'm like, oh, Fox viewer, Fox viewer. They get it all from the same place. And you think Donald Trump told them they're not they don't have to defend Bush anymore. I mean, this was the channel that attacked anyone. Sean Hannity attacked the patriotism of anyone who questioned that war in Iraq. And now they have cut Bush loose and will not say his name or defend him. Yeah, he never gets brought up. No, the whole family, the Bush family. Um, None of them. We talked about Tucker earlier, Juliet. I wanted to get your thoughts on Tucker's um, successful transition to Alex <laughs> Jones. Uh, the surgery seems to be complete. And with this week having on this fellow who made a claim about Barack Obama, that is complete trash. But I, I do think it's worth talking about because it is such trash and because this is the level Tucker Carlson is willing to go. Um, do you have any thoughts on Larry Sinclair and his claims about something he alleges that he did to Barack Obama while smoking crack uh, a few decades ago? I have not watched the interview yet, but I did do some research on that man because I, I had seen oh, yeah. some people post some things quite, about him and he's got a, a series. 
Yeah, he's got all kinds of problems. He's had all kinds of legal issues, uh, criminal acts, and then he was caught lying a bunch of times. And it's just, come on. Even if it I was I mean, true, he, was con- he was convicted of forgery twice. Yeah, he went to prison. Yeah, twice. He, he, and he's been, he's been serious- making these... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Juliet. No, no. It's just that he's got all these problems. And then the idea that suddenly he has no evidence to back up his story. I know that. And he's tried mm-hmm. to sell the story before and nobody really picks up on it because it's complete nonsense. But it's like, even if it were true, who cares? This is it was 24 exactly. years ago. And can, it was, according to him, consenting adults. So yeah. I don't think it's a true story at all. I think it's complete and utter nonsense. But it's just something that I said this and because I thought it was incredibly true like if you're having to talk about barack obama in 2023 you got nothing because like that's a while ago (laughs) talking about barack obama in in 1999 in 1999 like what you've got nothing hunter biden busy today does hunter biden just do nothing (laughs) even more i mean this guy has had close to a dozen aliases uh during the 2008 election when he first began making these claims before barack obama was elected that's how long this guy's been peddling this he had outstanding warrants at the time and he was offered a hundred thousand dollars if he could pass a polygraph test verifying his claims and he failed it. He failed it. I knew he failed that. I knew he failed the polygraph. And I was like, yeah, a polygraphs are worth what they're worth. But still the idea that you couldn't even pass a polygraph and, and you've got no, you got no uh, paper. There's nothing, nothing else that corroborates the story. Like you don't have other people you told it to like all the things that you could do like, Oh, well, right after I met Barack Obama, I emailed my friend in real time and here it's dated 1999. And I could show that to you. There's something you exactly. could have, but he exactly. has nothing. He has absolutely nothing. It's just a crazy person. And Tucker Carlson is desperate. I mean, that's to me, that's a sign of massive desperation that you're going back yeah. to Barack Obama and posting something, you know, is not true. It's and, Alex uh, Jones. It's Alex Jones. It's Alex Jones. Tra- and, and I'm not surprised. I want to ask you this, because I'm not surprised that this man, Carlson, would platform this forgery expert, this convicted criminal, the, this known demonstrable liar to make these allegations. And I'm not surprised that Elon Musk would provide a platform in which to peddle this filth. My question for you is, do you think Fox News would have allowed Tucker to book this guest? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so either. I don't think so. Uh, I know for a fact uh, I found one. I'm going through all of the Tucker Carlson Today episodes on Fox Nation. They're his long form interview uh, shows. And I found one that was scrubbed and it was uh, by a virulent, virulent anti-feminist. The whole interview was just hideous. And this man was just trashing women left and right. And that magically got taken off the server on Fox Nation. So I do think that even when he was with Fox, there was times he just went too far. Um, I I don't think they would have put the I had sex with Barack Obama guy on. I just I don't I don't think they would have. I think they would have said, <laughs> I don't think so. Either. No, I mean, they they got They let him get away with a lot. But I think that would have been a bridge too far. You can. And the thing about public figures, and this is something you learn in J school, is the more that's written about you in the press, the harder it is for you to to win a defamation suit, which is why you can Mm. almost say whatever you want about an elected official or somebody incredibly famous and get away with it. Um, it's when you go after somebody like Ray Epps, who's a private citizen, he's got a very good case yeah. for defamation, in my humble opinion. I agree. Um, when you when you go after somebody who's a private citizen, it's it's much more difficult. And that's why Dominion had a good case because they're a corporation, which nobody knew anything about. So it's not like exactly. Dominion was a household name. So uh, when you trash 
a corporation, they had a very good chance of winning that. A oh, yeah. I mean, suit. they're the reason Tucker got fired. God bless him yeah. for it. Yeah. You, you know, if if God forbid Hunter Biden were to die in a fiery <laughs> accident tomorrow, which I don't want to happen. Let's say Hunter Biden got completely exonerated and then was killed in a fire accident. Would Fox News be able to fill 24 hours of programming a day without him? I mean, it seems like he is anchoring the channel right now. Oh, it's everything. Everything. Today, uh, it was they the first hour of Fox and Friends, they had two segments about Hunter Biden, two in one hour. It's just yeah. they don't know it, what to it, do. It, I think even if he died. Lives. It, yeah. It our lives. <laughs> yeah, they get the, the price of eggs down in the grocery store. Um, no, or the gas gasoline goes down when they talk more about Hunter Biden. I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> I think even if Hunter Biden died in some sort of mysterious way, they would still talk about him. They would they would yeah. resurrect it and say, well, his death. You know, even if they were like witnesses, oh, right. he had a heart attack and we saw it. And here's the EKG and here's the doctor. And here we were in the hospital room. They'd still be like, yeah, but did he That's have a right. heart attack? Oh, there was Hunter he? Biden's alleged accident. We demand alleged. answers as to what happened to Hunter Biden. But yeah, you, you're exactly right. That's the Biden crime family uh, tying bu- up loose ends. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Hillary yes. took care of this. Oh, yeah, they probably exactly. work in. It's just like it's like the email scandal. They still bring that up all the time. And I yeah. just go, OK, and there are times when I when I kind of get the vibe that uh, my old pal Steve Ducey, who I used to do that show all the time. <laughs> I was on that funny, show. Though. I was on the first episode of Fox and Friends. I, I work with Steve. There's times I, I haven't talked to Steve in uh, a few years. I, I, I'm starting to think Steve's had it. Juliet, I'm starting to think Steve's had it. Yeah, I have a whole file. You, you, you tweeted this link of, uh, as you put it, in a not so subtle move, Steve Ducey (laughs) reads the charges Trump faces out loud. This is extraordinary because this was allowed to go over the airwaves at Fox News. And I believe this wouldn't be said by an anchor unless Rupert wanted it said. Give a listen. One other thing I saw this morning, I think it was on Drudge, that apparently Mar-a-Lago has been transferred uh, to Don Jr. Uh, out of uh, Donald Trump's uh, account or however that works. He put Mar-a-Lago in his son's name? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, what we heard uh, Donald Trump say before he got onto the jet to go back to Newark, he said, you know, I've got every right to challenge the election. And obviously, to the point uh, that she is charging with uh, 13 felonies, the DA differs with that, says you did more than challenge it. He is accused of impersonating a public official, forgery, filing false documents, influencing witnesses, conspiracy to defraud the states and acts involving theft. So that's what she's got to prove. Boom. Now, I mean, Fox News viewers actually heard the truth and got some news. The only time I've heard that on the network was that show and that time. And I have an entire file in my archives called Steve Ducey Goes Rogue. And it includes <laughs> a, dozens of clips like that. I can I can tell. And people ask me all the time, is he told to say this or are they just letting him say this? I don't know. I don't have an insider that close to Steve Ducey, but they're allowing it. They're definitely allowing it. If they're not telling him to do this, they're allowing it, which is enough. And he has openly criticized Trump. He has openly said things like, well, they don't actually have any evidence on Hunter Biden. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm on my end going, (laughs) those are like my favorite clips by Steve Ducey. That's a section in my podcast when he does it, just called Steve Steve Ducey Goes Rogue. And it's one of my favorite things because he just he's been there forever. 
And, um, you know, he also has his cookbooks. He makes money off his cookbooks. I I kind of think he doesn't care that much anymore. That he's just I mean, kind of... his grotesque Nepo baby has a job. So I think he's, I exactly. think he's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Jeske, I'd be most remiss if I didn't ask you uh, a little bit about uh, Tommy Tuberville, who is oh, on oh. Fox quite a bit. And again, uh-huh. um, we've now crossed the line into insulting the military. Uh, he was on Laura Ingram and he was talking all about how the military's woke. Our military could never beat China. Apparently, the military's woke because I, I, the Marine Corps banned Confederate flags. We're not naming bases after racist traitors anymore. <laughs> and of course, his big crusade is that he doesn't like the fact that women in the armed forces can have body autonomy and cross state lines to terminate pregnancies if that's what those female service members decide they want to do with their bodies. And so because of this, he's blocking all approvals. And for the first time Mm -hmm. in our country's history, three seats on the Joint Chief remain unfilled. Juliet, this channel was telling me for years that letting gay people serve openly would compromise military readiness. And now they're treating like a rock star this douchebag bumpkin who is literally compromising military readiness. Yeah, it's really all. He's horrible. Absolutely horrible. And I saw that clip. I wasn't covering Ingram that week. I switched my, I, my, I rotate the primetime shows. Right. I don't watch Gutfeld exclamation point because that, I don't consider that a new show. Um, but agree. the other three, <laughs> the other three I rotate. Um, so I, uh, I saw that clip. It was horrified because he was basically trashing the military. He said, oh, there's too many four-star generals. And this is a yeah. man who's never served. And I, I was just livid. I was like, what a horrible, horrible person. And yeah, he's screwing up. Nobody can get a promotion because one guy is throwing a hissy fit that's right. over his view on abortion, which is, that's great. You you have that in Alabama, but that's that doesn't have anything to do with the federal government. But yeah, he's you know what he's I And you know what I say? Let him keep doing it through election day of next year. Let's make him famous. That's for true. It. Juliet, we didn't have time to talk about waste of donor organs, Jesse Waters. Come back and see us very soon so we can talk about that a bit. What's the best way for the Dumb folks Tucker. to follow you? Dumb Tucker. Um, How do we follow you? Follow me, follow me on um, Twitter, a.k.a. X, at Decoding Fox News, Substack at Decoding Fox News, Threads, Decoding Fox News. And yeah, that's about it. It all links together. So just. I love what you do, Julia. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for so much. Us. 